it's the fact that I'm doing visuals again for me. Like, wow. Who, who is this girl? <laughs> who is she? Honestly and truly, I'm back again. What's going on? My name is Lotus Alova and you are tuning into the Lobaland podcast. And this is a space where I share my personal stories and professional insights on how you can be self first unapologetically and prioritize your well-being as best as you can because it ebbs and it flows and I feel like we need to hold space for that. Today we're talking about luck. I feel like this is a very anticipated episode and I really am excited to talk about it because I have a very long relationship with luck. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a few, but before we do, we're gonna talk about what I'm sipping on because you guys know I'm always sipping on something. This is ceremonial green matcha and maca powder with a turmeric powder mix. And this is all from the company Organic Burst. I've been using all their supplements recently and I really like them a lot. And I added some neocell collagen to it, some cinnamon, a little bit of honey, almond milk, filtered water. And the color is like, I don't know if you guys can see that, but like, oh my gosh, it's like the perfect green. And hopefully you have something to sip on too for the episode. If you're watching, of course, you can watch on Spotify and YouTube. If you're listening, you're tuning in, tune in, you know, whatever the case is, I bring the vibes either way. But I wanna just cheers, you know, start off with a little celebratory clink clink <laughs> before we get into our episode. Well, this is an intimate experience and I, I want that with you. So, salute, all right? Oh my gosh, do you guys see like my little four leaf clover? I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but I have my last tattoo that I got was a four leaf clover. And I wear four leaf clover on my neck. Woo! All right, where do we begin? Um, I guess we could talk about like the beginning of my relationship with luck because I thought it was in my teenage years because of a nickname that I got from one of my mentors and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I now realize that I've been lucky my entire life. Uh, my grandfather really instilled that belief in me. He would give me, he would travel a lot. So whenever he would come back, he would always give me gifts, right? Because that's what you do. And he would give me like, I remember I had a rabbit foot keychain, which in hindsight, kind of chaotic, right? Not cool. But again, this was like the 90s. It was very much Wild Wild West energy. So I would always carry this lucky rabbit foot on my keychain and he would always get me a new one too. Like I had a white one, I had a gray one. I think I had a black one at one time. So he would give me that. He would also give me like uh, horseshoes that I would have like in my room or a keychain version of it or something like that. He just always told me like I'm lucky, right? Even if he didn't necessarily say those words, which I feel like he had. I think he used to call me like his lucky girl or something like that. I had a few nicknames. I just always felt lucky and I always was lucky. Anything that I ever wanted in school or in life, I always got, you know? I don't really remember not receiving things. It could also be that I blocked those things out. Honestly, the past is murky to begin with, but I vividly remember getting things that people would say is nearly impossible to receive, and I would get them. And it just would be like, oh wow, you're so lucky that that happened to you. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess I am lucky that that happened to me. You know, like, this seems like this is such a rare thing. Like. <laughs> I guess it is luck, right? And I feel like one of the main things that set up my childhood that made me feel very, very lucky, I, one, I had two homes, which is fantastic. I mean, I lived with my grandparents and on the weekday and then on the weekends I lived with my mom. So I had such a full experience of like being a suburban girly and then also being a city girl <laughs> on the weekends. That in itself was luck. Some people don't have that experience and I was really lucky to have that. I also remember me wanting to be a published writer. 
at like nine or 10. Now this is before the internet was the internet. Like, again, I'm a millennial. I remember a time before the internet and then I remember a time after the internet. I love that about being a millennial and maybe I'll discuss that in detail in a later episode, the uniqueness that we have because we're this bridge generation where we remember before the internet and then we remember what happened afterwards and there's no other generation before after us that has that unique perspective. Anyway, I digress because you know I love being a millennial. <laughs> Shout out all generations. So yeah, I remember wanting that and people just being like, like you're a little black girl in Long Island, like there's no way that you are gonna publish a book like what are you talking about you're not gonna get published like this is a wild concept and sure enough I've always been really good at literature always been really great at writing and I wrote a few poems that like wowed my teacher and she sent it to another teacher who happened to have gotten this book deal and then all the top writing students in the school were able to feature their writings in this book and I ended up being published at like nine or ten. So it was awesome and it was extremely rare. People were so shocked and the first thing I remember hearing was like, wow, you're so lucky. That's so cool. Uh -uh. I'm so like, oh, okay, like I guess I really am a lucky person. So my baseline has always been that I'm lucky. I don't really remember a time where I've ever felt unlucky, even given, you know, what I experienced in my teenage years and my early adulthood, like from the diagnoses to the depression to the homelessness, like I never felt unlucky. It just kind of felt like it was all part of the plan and it always worked out for me anyway. So I never consider myself to be unlucky. I guess that's maybe the main thing too. Like I, I don't identify with being unlucky at all. And luck is what you make it, right? Because luck can either, you can have bad luck as much as you can have good luck. And I just kind of feel like it's always weird to me when people choose to have bad luck, where they're like, oh, just my luck that this fell on my car. It's like, I mean, given how complicated the world is and how heavy most of the experiences are that we have, I'm always looking for ways to make it lighter, more whimsical, more fun. And just the idea of having luck on my side and not against me just makes me feel better as a person. There's that. Also, I define luck as a little acronym that keeps me grounded and in tuned. It is living under cosmic knowledge. I love that acronym because it reminds me that though luck can feel easy, you have to practice it. It is a practice and I feel like that concept that people who are lucky don't work hard for what it is that they get is interesting because the work is different, right? It's not where I have to like force myself to be in a space. Um, to be seen, uh, to be to be honored, right? By busting my ass, right? Like my worth is not associated to the amount of effort that I've put into it, which can alarm a lot of people. And if you feel alarmed, sit with that, see what comes up with it, see why you feel alarmed, see why it makes you feel uncomfortable. You might find something new about yourself, you might not, who knows. I used to feel really where working hard and being a hard worker as a badge of honor when I was younger until I found out that like being a hard worker, an overachiever, a perfectionist was like literally killing me. It was causing me to do things that were against my nature and against my well-being. So I absolutely dropped those titles as soon as I put two and two together. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> you don't gotta call me that. I prefer you to call me lucky. Something about that just feels more vibrant, more uplifting in my spirit to begin with. With that being said, it's not like being lucky is difficult but it is a new experience especially given the fact that we live in the world that we live in today and if you identify as a black body or a feminine body or a black femme like we're constantly being unappreciated appropriated just 
it's always very icky in society for us, right? Where we're just like, shit, there's so much against us. In order for you to think that you're a lucky person, to feel lucky, you would have to have work at that. You would have to practice doing that because everything in the world tells you that you shouldn't be. So I think it's very interesting that there are these cynics and critics in the world who are like, oh, if you're lucky, you didn't work for what you got. And it's like, I did, but I didn't. Like it's in a different way. I'm not like busting my ass to be validated by society. However, I am busting my ass to dismantle outdated beliefs and perspectives that limit me and keep me small and make me feel like shit. Yeah, I am definitely working through that because I no longer want to identify with that and that shit is a lot to carry. And ultimately, you know, when you recognize that you're living under cosmic knowledge, when you recognize that you are a lucky person, you also honor the fact that you're tapped in, tuned in, and turned on to the amount of influence and authority you have over your experience, over your reality. You understand that energy is everything. You understand that your vibration is going to attract other experiences and people that will sustain that said vibration. Like there is a science, a flow, a process to being a lucky person. And yes, you can wake up one day and say, I'm gonna feel lucky, but then you begin the process, you begin the practice of that. So there's still a level of work involved. It's just not what people assume it is. We should really hold space for that. Like, don't be ashamed to be lucky. I love that the lucky girl syndrome has become this trend on social media and things like that, even though it's a bit whitewashed, of course, because I, I have thoughts on that, but <laughs> neither here nor there. I like it because I would always say I'm lucky and people would be like, oh no, like say you're a hard worker or no girl, like you busted your ass for this. And I would be like, yeah, but also I'm lucky. Like I'm just a lucky person. Like there's nothing, there should be nothing shameful about thinking that the universe works in your favor thinking that your ancestors are paving the way for you and moving things out of your way and protecting and providing for you. There should be no shame in that. That should be celebrated. And I feel like me being a lucky girl celebrates that. I honor the fact that my luck comes from my ancestry. It comes from my environment. It comes from my beliefs. It comes from my studies. Like it's, it's a lifestyle to be lucky. And I don't necessarily consider it a syndrome, if you will. Like, being lucky is who I am. It's part of my identity. It's been a part of my identity since I can remember. I mean, I remember finding four-leaf clovers all the time as a kid <laughs> and just being very surprised that people were like, how are you finding them? And I'm like, they're just there. Like, you guys don't see them, you know? Like, it was always so interesting. And then as I got older, I had this incredible mentor, Corey. Shout out Corey, that's my guy. Taught me about crystals, aliens, all the things. And I remember he would always call me Lucky Low. One day I was just like, why do you always call me Lucky Low? Like, is it the alliteration? Like, what is that? He's like, you're just a lucky person. Anytime I talk to you, like given what you've had to go through in life, the amount of turmoil that you've experienced somehow does not outweigh the amount of luck <laughs> that comes your way. Like literally anything you apply for, you always get. I, I got everything I applied for. I don't ever remember a time where I applied for something and I didn't get it. Or if I didn't get that, I got something better. Always, like I just, again, this is just, it's a belief. I really cannot process life any other way but than the fact that I'm lucky. It's really wild. So like, it's been a part of my identity. But um, I can also understand for people who are still a little skeptical, am I like cynics and pessimists out there? Because life has, you know, dealt you some crazy cards. You feel away and it feels like being a realist is safer than being whimsical, than thinking with wonder and imagination. I, I'm not even sure if you're watching this episode, to be quite honest, because I don't think I attract people like that. But if you happen to come across this episode, I would love for you to sit and just ask yourself, if luck is whatever I define it to be, which means that it can be bad or good, why would I choose for it to be bad? Why would I choose to 
minimize a method, a way of living, a way of thinking that can help me feel better in the end. Like, I don't think feeling lucky is dangerous. You know what I mean? I think it's liberating and it connects you back to your inner child and it, it brings up a level of softness that you've probably been very disassociated from. What about that is bad? What about that is wrong? I mean, outside of like the capitalistic point of view that you have to work hard to be valued, that you have to put in an insane amount of effort to contribute to society, things like that. All of that, that's not me. You're not gonna hear that from me. I'll never say that. One of my favorite spiritual laws is the law of least effort. I absolutely adore that law for very clear reasons. I really believe that less is more and that I'm an infinite being. And if I'm an infinite being, why would I have to do so much to receive all of my desires and dreams when they're already mine? You know, like the math doesn't math for me. Being lucky does. That's kind of like the origin stories of me and being lucky. It really is who I am. I can't imagine myself not being lucky and I don't think I ever will voluntarily do that. And if you're someone who's on the fence of feeling lucky, like try it on, try it on like you try on a new hairstyle or a new look. See if it feels good for you. See if it helps you to explore parts of yourself that you didn't even know existed because you were so wrapped up in the realism of everything and the heaviness of everything that you didn't know that you could feel lucky. Try it on. I feel like anyone who is against the lucky girl syndrome or like, oh, it's a whole bunch of bullshit, things like that, you're probably looking at life with the glass half empty mentality. And it's just like, why do we choose those? I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand choosing to be pessimistic, choosing to feel like I'm not given enough in the world. And I say that boldly as a black woman where I'm consistently being told that the glass is half empty for us, right? Or even not even half empty. Maybe it's fucking completely empty for black women. And I just refuse to believe that because it's not my experience, though it could be. I just don't, I just don't choose that experience, I guess. And maybe I am very lucky to be able to have that ability to choose to feel lucky and to live in that vibration. If it's a choice, I encourage you to see why you haven't chosen to be lucky in a good way. Ask yourself, reflect. I'm, I'm very curious to know that. I've talked to people who feel like they're not lucky and it always blows my mind because their life just seems so difficult and heavy and not in a way that I'm judging them, just in the way that they're expressing themselves. This is life, right? And I'm just like, is it though? Like, does it have to be that? I, I don't I don't want that for you. I don't want that for myself for sure, but I definitely don't want that for you. Like I would hope that life feels a bit better than what you expressed to me because I've also been in a space where I've had a dark moment, a few Scorpio energy. And that's probably the times that I forgot that I was lucky. I really let the realism, the heaviness of the world get to me. And then it was just kind of like a feeling of hopelessness of like, well, what's the fucking point? If I'm always gonna have to work three times as hard to be seen, not even to be valued, but just to be acknowledged. If I'm always going to have other cultures take from my culture and benefit from it, but then look down on me for what is inherently a part of my identity, like what, what is actually the point? I feel like luck allows me to put that shit down <laughs> and just be like, I, I don't wanna engage. I don't wanna process that anymore. I've spent the majority of my life trying to process it and I still don't fucking understand it at all. What I'm not gonna do is continue putting my energy towards ideas and beliefs and systems that inherently tell me that I am not enough and that I do not deserve the absolute best from life. 
luck gives me that sense of confidence, that sense of worthiness, that I do deserve all the good things that I desire and dream of because they're mine. They're my desires and my dreams. They belong to me already. Why can I, why would I not be able to experience what belongs to me? You know, it's just the math needs to math for me and luck gives me that. Luck gives me that. That's just what it is. You know what? I want to share some insights on luck to hopefully inspire you to feel lucky or to reinforce your belief that you are a lucky person. The first thing is our brain has a filter system that literally helps us to filter out all of the information, all the stimuli that we are consistently receiving. Like if you were to really be aware of how many thoughts are happening even in this moment, there's a part of the brain that is filtering my voice to you right now so that you're focusing in on that mainly. Like the brain is a wonderful, incredible tool that's not meant to lead us, it's just meant to help us and support us. That's, I have to reiterate that, like <laughs> the brain is not a leader. <laughs> okay, baby, the heart, the soul is. The brain is just here to help sustain whatever it is that you choose to believe in. That said, do you ever remember playing the game as a kid where you would be like, okay, let's focus in on, I think it's, I don't know if it's called I Spy. I don't know what the name of it is, but I remember as a kid, like, you know, with I Spy, it's like, what do you see in the room? And you have to describe it on cases, but essentially your brain is now lasered in and focused on finding that thing, right? And I feel like we like to underestimate a lot of things that we experience in our childhood, especially the games, when it's like, that's how we learn how to process life <laughs> so like it's not childhood games like it literally is foundational to your identity and the experiences you have in life first and foremost let me just start it out there because i feel like it's so interesting when we undermine children and like their experiences i'm like oh but that's a game it's like well how else would you how else did you learn between game and song that's how we got here that game reminds me of like being lucky right because i filter my brain to witness luck so i'm sure there are things that have happened to me that would someone would consider to be unlucky, I'm just not aware of them. My brain does not focus on those things. My brain focuses on ways to reinforce my luck. Or the game where, this happens to me and my sister a lot, cause like we'll be looking at a car, cause now I'm like into cars, though I don't really know the name, just bear with me. But like we'll be looking at a car, I'm like, oh my God, this is so sexy. Like I'm really into like all black on black Teslas right now. I just, something about when I see them, my heart stops and I just need to be in the moment. That's all I see now. You would think that like everybody owns a Tesla at this point because like all I see are Teslas like all the time, right? This rare unique car is everywhere in Philly. <laughs> I see it 24 seven, but it's because my brain is trained to find Teslas. I am sure there are other cars. There are hundreds of other cars that I could be paying attention to, but I don't see them. I see the Teslas because that's what I've taught my brain that excites me. And that's what I taught my brain to focus on, right? I say that to say it's a part of who we are to filter out and to focus in on whatever it is that we want to focus on. But most times we focus on things that are like fucked up and that make us feel like shit. And then we like, you know, we hyper-focus on it. that's all we see, right? All we see is like the pain, the, the chaos, the appropriation. Like, I mean, there are just levels to it. There are levels to it. And it's not to say that I do not see it, okay? I see the racism, I see the sexism, I see the, the menage war, I see the classism, I see it all. <laughs> I see it all. I just do not let it heavily influence my reality because I would not be able to survive that. 
I've been there, done that, and I barely made it through. So I'm not doing that anymore. As I become a more conscious and more mindful person, I just am not choosing these heavy things anymore. I will put that shit down in a second. It is not for me to carry anymore. Like, I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it. There's that. Spy game, whatever it's called. If you know the name of the game, by the way, like, let me know, because it's I Spy, but then it's also, it's another game. It's another game. I know it's another game. I still remember what the name of it is. I want you to think of it when you're applying it to luck. Like, okay, so when I was in Mexico, right? Right before I went to Mexico, a series of events happened. I was thinking about four-leaf clover, like I had a dream about it. I was like, oh my God, like that would be so cool to find one again. I used to find them when I was a kid, ah. Uh-huh. Then I was reading this book on energy medicine. She had this whole chapter essentially devoted to luck, now that I think about it. And she was talking about how when her mother had transitioned, she had ended up passing, that she would find four-leaf clovers. Like these things that are considered like one in a million, I think it's like one in 10,000 that you can find a four-leaf clover. And at one point she had collected over like 600 four-leaf clovers. They were just everywhere because her vibration, her brain was filtered to find these four-leaf clovers. It's all she saw. It was like a thing in her town. Where people were like, this is the four-leaf clover lady. Like she always finds them, right? So I was like, oh my God, I love that. Then I was watching Good Witch. You guys know, I talked about this a few episodes ago, my comfort show. And there was an episode on this four-leaf clover that like one of the main characters got. And I'm like, I want a four-leaf clover. Like, I want one. I had essentially told my brain, but I felt the desire so heavily. And I made it very clear, like, I want four-leaf clovers in my life, right? Then all of a sudden, I don't know if you <laughs> there was an influx of like the four-leaf clover emoji out of nowhere. And I'm like, when did we get this emoji? I didn't even know that. There was a series building up. Then when I went to Mexico, I was like, I'm going to set the intention. I'm gonna play this game, lean into the fact that my brain can find things. I wanna find a four-leaf clover in Mexico. Now, like, when you really hear the sentence, it sounds impossible because like, Mexico's not known for the clovers. Like, that's just not what grows there, right? And I'm going to the mountains of Mexico, right? Like, it's just even more of a space to be like, bitch, you're not gonna find a four-leaf clover. Like, what are you talking about, right? I'm in the shop, looking around, looking at different things. So like, you know, buy, support the local shops, things like that. I look down and I see a gold four-leaf clover. I'm like, is that a four-leaf clover? And it was, and I ended up buying it. And it's this one right here. And I wear it on my neck all the time. As uh, and it has like symbols on it, but the symbols are for me. And even with the symbols, when I looked at the four symbols that are on there, they were for me. Like it was for me to find, it was that confirmation. I was like, oh my God, yes, I found a four with clover. I'm gonna wear it all the time, ah, 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 so cute. After that, it was like the floodgates open. Everywhere I went in Mexico, there was a four leaf clover. Whether they were like four leaf clovers and earrings, like literally people had found four leaf clovers and like put some type of like material over it, made earrings and necklaces. People were wearing baseball caps with four leaf clovers. On the plane ride home, this guy had a hat on with four leaf clover on it. All these things. I ultimately even ended up getting the tattoo, the four leaf clover tattoo. And the funny story about this, when I went, I essentially wasn't gonna get it. I have a nice little amount that I wanna spend on my tattoo. And I was already gonna get the La Loba tattoo. I knew I was gonna get that. So I was like, I'm just gonna get that because the origin story of La Loba is in Mexico. This is just perfect. It's a beautiful place. And when I was telling my tattoo artist about La Loba, like my last name and like why that's my last name and the story behind it, he was so moved by my knowledge on like the story. He was like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, like it, it originates here. It's like this really a beautiful like folk story uh, uh, uh. he was so moved he was like I want to give you your second tattoo for free and it happened to be my four-leaf clover I got to custom design it it's four hearts together and it's all it's in like my favorite green my favorite little green and I put it here because I wanted to be that like 
when I'm talking to people, when they see me, I move my hands a lot, that you see the symbol of luck and hopefully that it inspires you to feel lucky or to feel like you're in the presence of someone that's lucky and let that luck kind of rub off on you a little bit. That's a way that you can begin to practice luck like just ask to be lucky ask to see a symbol talk to the universe a bit more talk to your ancestors a bit more like they are in constant communication with you if you're seeing angel numbers all the time i look at it as i'm lucky if i see rainbows because you guys know that rainbows another a symbol for me for luck right i see rainbows i consider myself lucky on my finger, I have symbol for Jupiter, the planet of luck. On my hand, lucky number 13. On my hand, like the spider, symbol for luck. Like I have surrounded myself in it. And I didn't even realize it, how many of my tattoos symbolize luck. Cause they have multiple meanings, yes. A lot of them are towards the feminine divine and other like ancestral cultural things. But they all, for the most part around my hands, they symbolize luck and protection. I'm just always seeing it. So call it in, let your brain start filtering out luck for you, okay? That's one way that you can start doing that and start practicing luck. Another way is, okay, there's a book called Lucky Bitch. It's by this really interesting woman. <laughs> I, I listened to the audio, I didn't read the book, but I loved it because it reinforced the fact that luck is a belief and if you are believing in it wholeheartedly or even just practicing to believe in it, you're gonna start feeling lucky. So this woman has won like tons of money, lots of free trips, cars, apartments, like things that you just listen to her stories and you're just kind of like, how? It's because she believes that she's lucky. Some people call it the silver method. There's another woman that like would win all the things that she got to through just training the brain to do so. I listened to both of those things and they helped me to do it too. And I began amplifying my level of luck in life. So those are great resources. Also, my book, Priscilla has a whole entire episode devoted to the lucky girl syndrome and I love her perspective. She also considers herself to be a lucky girl like me and anytime we talk to each other it just like amplifies that energy of luck and something wild and beautiful happens to both of us almost immediately after. Those are some resources. I will link what I can in the show notes for you to check out. And 